Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Get Jacked or Get Fucked podcast. So just whilst I am setting up some uh, guests to have us on the show and to talk about their journey in fitness, I thought what I would do is, is do a wee Q&A, a wee qu- a Q and answer, a Q and answer, a question and answer, uh, just to talk over some topics that you guys have asked me over the past few days um, and give you my take on it or my opinion on the question. So I thought it's been a nice wee way um, to just kind of get more out of what I think towards certain fitness things um, or how I manage my week, how I stay motivated, etc. I'll give you a quick rundown of the questions so you can get a rough idea on what the podcast is going to be about and then we'll get dived in and we'll go straight uh, straight into the answering the questions. So the first one was, how did I cope with eating at the wedding whilst on a current diet? Um, which is a great question. If anyone didn't know, at the weekend there, I was at a wedding. Yes, it was a lockdown wedding, but with restrictions lifting on Monday, the venue was so sound, and they kind of just let us get to things. You know, no one was wearing masks. Um, there wasn't. There was very. The fact there was no social distancing. They had a DJ on, they let us all dance. Um, I'm going to keep the name of the venue out just so nobody can go grass them in. Uh, But yeah, it was fantastic. So obviously on a diet, how did I enjoy that wedding uh, whilst staying within my diet? Uh, What keeps me motivated when I can't be bothered? That's a great question and a really, really common one. How do you stay motivated? Uh, uh, Other questions like, uh, was it always a PT I wanted to be? Thoughts on intuitive eating, something I'm looking forward to talking about because that's really, really hot right now on social media is all this intuitive eating, so my thoughts on it. Um, How did I get up so early? So recently, if you've you've seen my Instagram, you'll see I'm up around 4.30 in the morning for cardio. Thankfully, I've managed to kind of jiggle my diary and I've stopped that in the recent weeks. But, you know, previously, how did I manage to do that? Again, great question. Um... You know, binging at night, loving food too much. How do you stay restrictive? You know, common thing. Oh, Jack, I couldn't do that. I love my food too much. Uh, Getting motivated to train at night and so on and so forth. So that's the kind of questions we're going to be talking over today. So I'll just get dived in and I'll go through it one at a time. And the first one I'll answer is, how did I cope with eating at the wedding whilst on a diet? And to be honest, the truth is, I didn't, I suppose is the best way to say. Um, when I say I didn't, what I mean is I didn't stay on a diet. It was a wedding. It was a friend's wedding. It's an event to be enjoyed. I'm very much a believer in, you know, we are using fitness to improve our lives, not become our lives. You know, if, if you listen to this podcast, then I assume you're the kind of person who is not an athlete. You're not looking to get a wage out of your fitness journey. You're simply looking to get fitter and get healthier, to feel better, to look better, and to potentially live longer. Um, So yeah, we use fitness to improve our life and not become it. So to be honest, I had a great time. I enjoyed the absolute max out of that wedding. I had, I didn't didn't get steaming, but I had, you know, maybe like 10 beers, um, obviously sat down, had the full four course meal, the buffet came out with squirrels and sausage, tanked that, or the, the wedding cake came out, tanked that and all. So, you know, had a really good time with that food and just enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I just accepted that I'm going to gain weight tomorrow and 
it's something I'm, I'm willing to accept because it's for an important event. It's really important to weigh up your priorities when these things come around. It's accepting the consequence of what's going to happen. So the consequence of me eating that food was I was likely going to gain weight. Uh, or at least not, if not gain weight, I was going to at least maintain weight. I was going to come from a calorie deficit. So I'm on a diet right now, so I'm in a calorie deficit. So I was probably going to come out of that calorie deficit and bring myself up to a calorie maintenance. So I wasn't going to get any results this week. But it was something I was willing to do. You know, I've not been to a wedding in ages. Like I was saying, it was a friend's wedding we were at. It's um, my fiance. It was one of her best friends. Well, you know, it's quite an important wedding. Um, we've been waiting, waiting around for it for a while because it kept getting cancelled because of COVID. So yeah, I wasn't going to let a diet ruin that ruin that day for me. Um, I wanted to enjoy it. I wanted to celebrate with my friends, and so I let myself do that. Now, this is where it gets tricky. This is where we have to then discuss. What do you prioritize in these weekends? So essentially, if you've got something up, I always say to my clients, what's your priority? Are you happy with, you know, let's say it's once in a blue moon, you've not been out in ages and it's a big celebration. You know, like, like, you know, uh, your son or your daughter's just graduated from university. Maybe you've graduated from university or something like that, or you've got a new job or somebody's getting married or it's an engagement party or whatever. It's a big celebration. Maybe it's even you're a teacher and it's end of term and it's your first day off. To me, I would say go and enjoy it and don't worry about it. But there are other ways you could look at it. You could also be really quite restrictive and you know, say let's say you restrict you know, food at breakfast and lunch to allow for the increased calories at night or you could restrict food at breakfast and lunch and then be really restrictive at dinner as well and be very, very picky with what you eat, i.e. say to them, you know, I don't want a burger and chips, I want rice but on the side. I want chicken but sauce on the side. But to be honest, that person isn't always the most fun and exciting person. So like I'm saying, if it's you know a, an important and a, a big, um, exciting event, then I would say look, just enjoy it, you know, have the fun, enjoy the meal. If you can, try and not rip the absolute arse out of it. To be honest, I kind of did, but uh, that those days happen, and when it does happen, it's important to just say, okay, cool, I enjoyed that, that was great food, I had a great time. The next day, I'm up, I'm back on the horse. I'm not gonna rip the arse out of it two, three, four days in a row. I'm not gonna let that one day affect the rest of my week. So I, the next day, I was up the next morning, and I was right back into my deficit, back on my, 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 uh, my meal plan, back on my cardio, back into my training. So yeah, that's how I managed to cope with eating at a wedding was on a diet, i.e. I just had a great time. And the next one, what keeps me motivated when I can't be bothered? Now, to be honest, the most common answer, and this probably caught myself saying this in the past, I can't really remember, but the most common thing you see on social media is um, don't, don't rely on motivation, rely on determination. And it's such a bullshit answer because what the fuck does determination mean like how do you get determined it doesn't help anybody all it does is scream i'm better than you because i can be determined or at least that's my opinion anyway and so how i stay motivated is through um i suppose two things one what gets tracked gets managed track everything i track my food i track my weight i track my measurements my sleep um, 
you know, I take pictures, I track a lot of stuff. If I'm seeing results, it's going to help keep me motivated. You know, right now my goal is I'm on a diet. I'm trying to cut down some fat. So things I'm expecting to see are like measurements coming in, potentially weight coming down. Not, not 100% because, you know, weight might go up due to muscle mass, but potentially weight coming down. But defo's measurements coming in and defo's seeing physical changes in the mirror. That helps me stay motivated. The second thing is remembering my goal. Now, if you struggle with this, get it in clear, obvious places. In my house, I have a whiteboard which sits in the living room. And on that whiteboard is my goals for both my fitness, like my life goals, and my business goals. That way, when I'm not feeling motivated, I look at that board and I remind myself what my goal is. I remind myself, I go, look, Jack, your goal is, you know, you want to drop fat so that you look better, blah, 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 whatever, whatever your goal is. My goal is to drop some fat so I can go back into a gaining phase. Um, essentially, the leaner I am, the more muscle I put on uh, throughout a gain phase without putting on too much fat. So that's my goal. My goal is, Jack, if I keep, if I just fight through this, I'll get out of the deficit sooner, which means I can go in to the surplus sooner, which means I can go back on the gain phase, which to me is the fun part. So that's my motivation to keep going. When I can't be arsed, I'm like, no, Jack, remember your goal, get back into it. But the, I suppose that, that, that is, that's not always easy. So what I would say is that the, the way I stay motivated is I just track everything and I make sure I'm seeing results and that really, really helps motivation. What tends to kill motivation is a lack of results when you're not seeing results. Like if you're not seeing weight come down, if you're not seeing measurements come down, if you're not feeling stronger in the gym, if you're not looking different in the mirror, you're going to go, what's the fucking point in this? And you're going to give up. So make sure you're tracking things. Second thing that which, which can cut motivation is obviously if you don't have a plan, if, you don't, if, you, if you're not structured, if you're just kind of winging it, then you're less likely to get results. So even if you are tracking, even if you are weighing yourself, taking the pictures, doing the measurements, but you're not structured because you don't really know what you're doing, that might affect results. You might be doing the wrong thing, which then, again, you're going to get the same outcome of not seeing results, so losing motivation. And then finally, the last point I'd make with staying motivated is try and get a deeper goal. Think into it beyond what is just a superficial goal of muscle gain or weight loss. I always like to challenge my clients when I say, what's your goal? So oh, my goal is to lose some fat. I say, right, why do you want to lose some fat? Why is that important to you? What in your life changes if you lose that fat? And then a more, maybe a less common one. What in your life doesn't change if you lose that fat? What stays the same? You know, really challenge them on that. Get a deeper meaning. Let's say, for example, I want to, let's say it's a, it's a mother and she says, right, I want to lose some weight now so I can be an example for my children, so I can feel better, look better, but also be an example for my children and also live longer so I'm there longer for my children. Right, right there, we have now got a deep and emotional connection to that 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 um, that goal. So when you're not feeling low, oh, Jack, Jack, I can't be asked. Right, remember why we're doing this. We're doing this because you want to be a better example for the kids. So what example are you setting for the kids by not doing this? Right, you're right, Jack, you're right, let's fucking go. You know, do you know what I mean? Hope that makes sense. So just track everything. Really, really think about your goals. 
Try and get an emotional attachment to that goal. If you can't do that, if you're struggling, please just reach out to me and I will quite happily talk you through your goals and I'll quite happily help you get there and give you some uh, words of wisdom if I can. Uh, and that's how I stay how I stay motivated. Um, and then just moving on again, was it always PT I wanted to do? That's actually something I, I touched upon in the last podcast and no actually is the answer. I didn't actually want to be a PT funnily enough. I kind of, I, I don't want to say look down on PTs, but I kind of thought of it as a, you know, I was shit at school and I like to go to the gym, so I'll be a PT. Like, that was how I kind of looked at it when I first first got to the gym and stuff like that, which I know such a shocking mindset, such a dickhead mindset. That's where, where my head was at the time. Um, I love training myself and... I just didn't want to work in a gym. Whenever I was in the gym training, no matter what time of day it was, I always seen the same faces that worked there. And I thought, I don't want that to be my life. I don't want to work in the gym 24 seven. Um, I ended up doing that for a little while, but that's not that's, that's neither here nor there. That That's what put me off. Initially, uh, to be honest, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was never really too sure on my career path. I went to uni. So I got a hair in my mouth. I went to uni to study sport and the initial goal was to be a PE teacher. And when I, whilst at uni, I got sent to America. Well, I applied to go and they let, they let me go to California to study there for six months. And whilst I was there, part of the course was to be a PE teacher. And when doing that course, I remember being like, fuck this man, this is so bad. Um, but whilst in America, they did have one course that was called personal training. Now, I didn't get my PT course doing this, uh, my PT qualification, but it did teach me everything that was on the course. I remember at the time they said to me, oh, you can do your course for like um, two to $300. And I thought, oh, fuck that. I want that money to, to go traveling. Um, I'll just spend it when I go home. Like, what is two to $300? At the time, it was like, you know, £150. So I thought, oh, fuck that. I'll just do that when I go home. Kept the money. Spent it was in America, and then when I came home, I found out the course was like two to three grand. So I was like, "Fuck! Why did I do that?" So that was the next the next thing that deterred me from doing the the PT course and becoming a PT was one, I didn't want to spend my life in the gym, and two, I didn't want to spend that kind of money on the course. I was worried I'd fail. Um, so yeah, I suppose the, at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do, and. If you, if you listen to the last podcast, I talked about how I worked in a pub and stuff like that and I ended up just kind of getting pushed towards it. It was kind of a like, I need out of this job. I'm not getting a job with my degree. It'll keep me going for now. At least I'm interested in the gym. Because I loved the gym. I was fascinated by the gym and you know, by bodybuilding and stuff. So I thought, it'll keep me going in the gym. Uh, you know, I'll maybe get a bit of money out of it and then I'll get a, I'll go get a, a career afterwards. Um, and here I am now, four or five years later and loving life. So glad that I did it. Um... I suppose maybe another question was somebody asked me the other day was if I wasn't a PT, what would I do? And my whole life, I always knew I didn't want to have an office job. Um, I worked office jobs and I hated them. I, I don't know if this is common for everywhere, but when I was in school, in my, I think it was my fourth year in high school, I had to do a like work experience for a week where you went and worked in a job to find out what you wanted to do. And at the time, my dad, he's an engineer, and my brother was studying engineering, so I thought, okay, I'll be an engineer. And my dad got me into a, with through his work, got me into an office. And that week was fucking miserable. I remember sitting there being like, 
I cannot do this for the rest of my life. They just, I mean, they either did nothing, or I mean, this is me not talking down to engineers. This is from my pure experience as a, you know, 15 year old kid who didn't understand shag all about engineering. So I'm not having a go at engineers here, but I felt they just sat there doing fuck all and it was just a really, really boring experience for me. So it just put me right off it. And I thought, this is not for me. Um, and so I, I've always kind of known since then I needed a more physical job. That's what kind of put me towards P, uh, being a PE teacher. So I suppose a job that's kind of always tackled my fancy without being a PE teacher would kind of be maybe being a fireman. I've always been fascinated by being fireman. Not that I'm an arson, but I kind of like fire. I feel like firemen don't really put out fires anyway in the UK. There's not really big fires in that. But anyway, I think that'd be, if I, if I was to stop being a PT, I think that's maybe something I would do, is maybe be a fireman. I don't know why. I've always just kind of been interested in that line of work. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, now, I suppose the, the, the biggest question on, on, on the, what I've got here is thoughts on intuitive eating. Now, if you don't know what intuitive eating is, it's a method of, not weight loss, but a method of health where you eat when you're hungry. Not, not, not when your diet says you should eat, not when your coach says you should eat. You just eat when you're hungry and you eat what you want. Now, the rule is that you should be eating with intuitive eating. It's not a case of you can eat shite all the time. It is just you eat food and you try and make it healthy. Um, I suppose, it's in theory, it's not a terrible idea. It does make sense. You know, you should be able to eat what you want when you want. My issue with it is, however... Most people already intuitively eat, i.e. if you don't follow a meal plan and you just eat when you feel hungry and you eat whatever the fuck you want when you feel hungry, you are intuitively eating. So if you're unhappy with how you look and you want to drop some fat or you're unhappy with how you look and you want to gain some muscle, your current setup of intuitively eating isn't working. And we need to change that. We need to change those habits. Now, from my personal experience from being a PT, I find that those habits are changed through a stricter means of food, i.e. tracking calories, or going one step further and following a full meal plan. Now, people may disagree with me on that and say, oh, Jack, intuitive eating worked for me. It worked for my friend. To be honest, I really don't give a fuck. Um, this is just my point of view, my personal opinion. Um, I think intuitive eating, to be honest, doesn't work for the majority of people unless you are really you have a really really healthy uh, relationship with food already. Now, yes, I know the goal should be to get a healthy relationship with food, but to be honest, most people would put that second to a goal of changing their physique. So as far as I'm concerned, I would say, right, goal is to drop some fat and then second goal is to increase, is to improve your, your eating habits. And I would do that through sort of more so focusing on daily habits over just saying to you, go intuitively eat. I've seen people talk about intuitively eating and they're like, oh, I was hungry, so I had one biscuit and then, I, and then I, that was my craving satisfied. And I don't know about you, but when I see that, I'm just like, what fucking planet are you on? If you have one biscuit and then you're satisfied, I have the whole fucking packet and I still want more. 
Like, I just can't go, oh, one and done. Like, that's just not how my brain works. And I assume it's maybe the same for a few of you as well. So yeah, that that's just, I just don't, I don't like, it's not like I don't like it. I know it's good to have, it's obviously very healthy. Uh, but when most people come to me, they're looking for results and they're looking for progress and they, they want to feel better, they want to look better. Um, and intuitive eating for me is just not how they do, how, how to get there. You know, if people say to me, oh Jack, but tracking calories isn't healthy, you know, it's an unhealthy relationship with food. Well, so is eating nothing but shite all the time. So, yeah, it's maybe not the most healthy thing, but there's unhealthier habits to have than tracking your food, to be honest. Like, really, w without getting a bit too mean here, there is unhealthier habits to have than tracking your food. Um, you know, you could be eating shit all the time. You could be snorting lines of coke. You know, you could be smashing 20 fags a day. Um, there is worse things in the world than tracking your food. So if we just, you know, Step back a wee bit and look at it from more from a more perspective view. Um, so get, get a wider perspective. Sorry on it. I would say intuitive eating. It just it's not for me, uh, and I would never give it to one of my clients unless I really trusted them with their food. And even then, even then, if their goal was fat loss, I would say no, don't do it. If somebody didn't care at all about how they looked and they just wanted to feel fitter and healthier, then yeah, get cracked on and. Uh, and eat what you want when you want. But if you have a if you if you have a goal of no Jack, I want to lose weight, or no Jack, I want to gain weight, then intuitive eating, in my opinion, is not going to work. So I'm sorry if I've just hurt your feelings there. Um, next one, how did I get up so early at four thirty in the morning for cardio? So like I said, thankfully I've managed to stop this one. But I've had a few clients say this to me at the time uh, when, when I was doing it, you know, just me coming in and the, you know, 10 o'clock, oh Jack, I'm tired. And I was like, oh, it's funny, I'm tired too, but probably because I've been up for hours and you've just out your bed. Um, people look at that and they, they, people tend to see, like, say I said, I got up at 4.30 and I, I bet you're doing it right now as well. As you're going, you're looking at your time frame you get up at, let's say you get up at 7, 8, 9, maybe even 10 o'clock and you're thinking, wow, for me to get up, I'd have to wake up 3, 4, 5, 6 hours earlier. Don't look at it like that. Let's just say you've got a nine to five job and you wake up at seven in the morning. My job starts at six. So I was getting up at five to get ready for work. Or maybe maybe quarter past, 20 past five to be honest. All I did was get up half an hour earlier. That was it. I went to my bed half an hour earlier and I got up half an hour earlier. So it's literally the, 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 me getting up at 4.30, if you got up at seven, would be like you getting up at 6.30. So let's say, let's say you go to bed at 10, 10 p.m. and you get up at 7. I would say, right, go to bed at 9.30 and get up at 6.30. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's not that difficult. Really, really not that. You could do it and you'd feel fine. You might struggle more so we're going to bed than you would get getting up in the morning. But let's be honest, you would manage it. It was the same for me. I was already getting up at 5.00. So I just pushed it back half an hour and I made sure I went to my bed half an hour earlier. And that was literally it. That's all I did. Um, there was no secret to it. I wasn't, I was still getting my hours. I wasn't sleeping four hours and getting up and doing cardio. I was still sleeping seven, eight hours. I simply just went to my bed earlier so I could get up earlier. Now, no, I would never expect any client to do that. That was purely because I started work at 6 a.m. and I, I had a bit of cardio to do and I wanted to get it done and out of the way beforehand and that's it um, 
So yeah, I suppose on to the next one. Um, so I love food too much. How do you stay restrictive? And the easy question for that is, I don't. That's such a common thing is people go on these restrictive diets to lose weight and I can't iterate enough. The goal or the focus of weight loss should not be to eat as little as possible for as long as possible. It should be to eat as much as possible and still lose weight. That is how you stay consistent long term. You feed and you fuel the body. Food is fuel. You need to stop looking at food as the enemy. And you need to look at it as fuel. Secondly, you need to stop looking at certain foods as enemy and look at it all as fuel. A hundred calories of broccoli and a hundred calories of chocolate is still only 100 calories. Now, yes, they have different what's called micronutrients, so different minerals and vitamins and stuff. But in a face value of cal calorific content, they are the same. So it doesn't matter if you eat 100 calories of broccoli or chocolate. So when people say, Jack, oh, how do you stay restrictive? I don't. I eat what I want, when I want, but I do that within reason. And I track it on my fitness pal to make sure I don't overconsume. So if you want to have some chocolate, you can have some chocolate. You maybe just can't have as much as you want. Maybe you're used to smashing a whole share bar and you now have to have a couple squares. But the fact is, you're not being crazy restrictive. You're still eating what you want. It's just we're putting a bit more control on it. Um, so people ask, like, I love food too much. They've probably dieted before and they've done, you know, like a shake diet or something where, you know, two of the three meals a day or a, or a protein shake uh, or a meal replacement shake. You can't see it, but I'm doing air quotes for meal replacement. Um, I won't name names, but yeah, for companies. But yeah, those diets and, you know, you feel like shit, you look like shit. Um, you, 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 you're drinking a, a meal replacement and going, mmm, it's delicious. Well, in your head, you're thinking, fuck me, man, I'd smash a burger. Even a, even a plate of rice, I'd smash a plate of rice. Um, so yeah, I tend to find people that say that in the past have done really, really restrictive diets and are terrified of that. The truth is, that is not a healthy way to diet. And if you want to lose weight at a healthy, a healthy pace and also still enjoy your food, then it's just about controlling the intake and less about the quality of that intake. Now, obviously, if you were to eat, let's say, 1,800 calories and you ate nothing but chocolate for like 1,800 calories, you'll probably feel quite shit. So I'm not saying go eat junk food all the time. What I am saying, I'm talking about here from a face value, um, like face value look at it. Obviously, you know, I would say to you, go for like a sort of 80-20 split. So try and make the majority of your food healthy and have the odd wee treat here or there. But that's how, you know, you stay, you stay again, air quotes, restrictive for a long period of time is the secret is don't be restrictive. Any diet that has the word no in it is not going to work. You could say, oh, Jack, I like popcorn, but I don't love it. And I go, right, you're never eating popcorn. I can guarantee within a few months, you'll be like, I'm fucking joking for some popcorn. Because um, as soon as you take it away from you, it's like, oh, I want that now. I can't have that. Oh, and then that, that, that craving just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until you have loads of it. And if it's something you really love, like let's say you're a chocoholic and you know, that's it, that's it no chocolate. Within two or three weeks, you'll be smashing that chocolate and you'll eat more in that one sitting than you probably would 
in a whole week of not eating it, or a whole week of eating it. So if I said you have, you know, one one wee share bar a night, that would, you know, satisfy your wee craving. Or if I said, right, don't have any of it, and then you go for a binge and you lose control, you'll probably eat more chocolate in that one sitting than you would at each bar throughout that night. So that's why these restrictive diets don't work. It's because it just makes you want things more and you end up spiraling and um, you then have to kind of work your way back kind of thing. So yeah, anyone that says that, my advice is always tell me about your previous diets because I'm, I'm, I'm just anticipating to hear that they've done some kind of crazy shake diet or something like that. Um, so how do I stay motivated to train after a long day's work? So essentially how, how to do that is it's all about just how you set your day up. If you come home from a long day's work, I can guarantee if you go, oh, do you know what, I'll sit down first and watch a bit of telly. One episode. There's no way you're getting up off that couch. My advice would be, don't go home first. Take your gym clothes with you and on the way home from the gym, on the way home from work, sorry, go to the gym. Get changed at the gym and go home. If you have to go home, do not sit down. Walk in the house, have your gym clothes sitting out. And to be honest, I'd sit them out on the sofa or whatever it is the seat you're going to sit on on a regular basis. So when you walk up to go, fuck it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, I'm going to sit down for two minutes. You're going to look at your gym clothes as you go to sit down and you're going to go, nah, come on, put them on and get out the door. Don't let yourself sit down. Secondly, make sure you're fueling yourself. So don't go off a half dinner after. Get a bite to eat in you before you go to the gym. So you get a meal called pre-workout. It's usually a high carb meal. Get something in you before you go to the gym. A wee bite to eat, like a slice of toast and jam or something like that, um, or a wee small bowl of cereal or something. Just get some food in your belly before you go off to the gym. So you get a little bit more energy. You know, sometimes people, you know, they don't eat. They eat at like 12, 1 o'clock at lunch, and then they they wonder why they're tired at six p.m. at the gym. You know, you're not eight for five hours. No wonder you're tired. So fuel your body. It's like if I ran my car out of petrol and then got confused by the car doesn't run, there's no fucking fuel in it, mate. So make sure you fuel your body. So if you're training at night, one, if you can avoid going home, don't go home. Two, if you have to go home and get your gym clothes or your food or whatever, have it sitting out and literally on the place where you're going to chill out so you can't have that excuse to stop. And then three, Make sure you're fueled. Eat something before you train. Um, and that's just my top advice on how to train at night. Alternatively, a maybe better solution would be to get out of your bed earlier. So if you normally get up at seven, get up at six and go train. You know, be home for half seven. You maybe even shower at the gym if you can. Especially now that social distancing stopped. Hopefully the gym showers are reopening. So yeah, if you can, if you can, if you really struggle at night, try going in the morning. Or if there's a gym close to you, Try going at lunchtime, you know, try different times to train. You know, training at night, I find one, the gym's dead busy, so it can be quite irritating. And two, you're tired, you're hungry, you can't be fucked. Nine times out of ten, people who try training in the morning tend to enjoy it better and tend to actively get up in the morning to go train because they know if they don't, they'll have to go at night. And that puts them off and makes them get up. So yeah, that my first tip should be don't go home if you, if you can avoid it. If you have to, don't sit down. Um, eat something before you go. And if you're really struggling, then my advice would be try going beforehand in the morning or at lunchtime or something like that. 
And then last question for today is, I've been training for a while, but I can't seem to put on muscle. Now, this is something that I really relate to. Uh, for years, I was training. From about the age of, about, again, my last podcast, I spoke about the age of about 14 to about 22, I didn't see any results with muscle mass. If anything, I got skinnier because my activity went up. Um, nine times out of 10, the issue is you're not eating enough. And I know you're thinking, oh, Jack, I eat loads. You're not eating enough. If you're not putting on weight, or you're main, if you're main, maintaining weight or losing weight, then you're eating with a calorie deficit or a calorie maintenance. You need to be in a calorie surplus. You need to be eating lots and lots of food. Now, that is not a ticket to go and eat anything you want, when you want, and dirty bulk, i.e. eat nothing but shite. Keep your food healthy. So if I was on a surplus trying to gain weight, I would eat the same foods as if I was on a diet, but I'd eat it in larger quantities. So still a clean diet, but eating lots of it. Same as when I was talking about getting goals. If you don't know your calories and you want to gain muscle and you want to know how much you should be eating, please reach out to me and contact me and I will tell you how to do so. I will calculate your calories for you and I'll say to you, this is how much food you need to eat. This is how I would eat it and I'll help you out because I've been there in the past I know it's a nightmare, it took me years to get there, and I'd rather that not happen to you. So if you're in the same, similar position, please reach out to me and I'll do that for you for free. Um, we'll just get you set up and hopefully get you seeing some results. And a reminder as well, same with the goals, if you're struggling with the goals, please reach out and we'll have a chat again for free, because uh, I want to just help you guys as much as I can. Uh, and we'll talk over your goals and we'll try and help you stay more motivated. Uh, but yeah, that's me now waffled on for just over, just under 35 minutes. So I'm going to stop there. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. For the next episode, we'll get a guest on. Um, and I'll release that information on Instagram. If you aren't following me, please give us a wee follow so you can keep up to date. It's uh, Jack underscore Renfrew underscore. So give, give that a wee follow. And, uh, and yeah, just stay up to date with what's happening with the podcast. So again... If you made it to the end, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's maybe not as funny or as exciting as the last one, me telling you my daft story before I became a PT. Um, thank you for asking these questions. These were really, really good questions, and I really appreciate that. that they were um, brilliant. And, you know, hopefully they help somebody who's struggling, who's had an issue with one of those questions, and it helps them push, push through that barrier and begin to see more results. And, yeah, as always, guys, no matter what you do, no matter where you are, family, friends, gym, relationships, make sure you get jacked or you get fucked.